This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. Will there be a civil war in Israel? Now, I'm not saying this because the country's own president has warned about Israel now hurtling towards a civil war. Now, before we tell you more about the serious crisis that has gripped Israel, listen in to what the Israeli president had to say. Whoever thinks that a true civil war where human life is at stake is a border we won't reach has no clue, specifically now in the 75th year of the state of Israel, the abyss is at arm's reach. So what did the Israeli president mean? What is the Israeli president warning about? Let's try and explain. Now, Israel has been reeling with chaos for the last few days. The country has a population of about 9 million people. To put this in perspective, the population of the state of Israel is less than the population of India's national capital, New Delhi. But 5% of the entire Israeli population is out on the streets. People are protesting against the Prime Minister Netanyahu's judicial changes. These judicial changes will seriously undermine the powers of the Israeli Supreme Court. They in fact restrict the judiciary's freedom to adjudicate the actions of the executive on serious constitutional matters. What the judicial changes in fact intend to do is to overhaul the country's legal system and to turn the Israeli judiciary to be subservient to the executive arm of the government. Now these are questions that the Israelis are asking and these are questions for which they don't seem to be getting an answer from their prime minister. In which democracy is it okay or acceptable to turn the judiciary subservient to the executive? What happens to the principle of the separation of powers in a government? With the judiciary's back broken, who can then keep a check on executive's power? Benjamin Netanyahu, with his judicial changes, wants to do just this, to break the Israeli judiciary's back, and the Israeli people are not happy with this. They've demonstrated in and around the Ben-Gurion International Airport. Protesters also tried to disrupt Netanyahu's flight to Germany. Imagine a situation where the sitting Prime Minister is not even able to drive to the airport in a city. Now, the people in Israel are calling Benjamin Netanyahu a dictator. Netanyahu's flight was supposed to take off at 5 p.m., but it was delayed till 10 in the night. Now, look at these visuals. Jerusalem, in fact, woke up to the site of a long red line. The protesters painted it along the roads leading to Israel's Supreme Court. And this was after President Herzog, in fact, said that a civil war is a red line in a televised address to the nation. Now, the Israeli president wants a compromise to try and resolve this conflict around the judicial changes. He's also unveiled some alternative changes to the judiciary, but Netanyahu has stuck to his guns. He's turned down this compromise. He said that the coalition representatives will not agree with the president's proposal. So what else were the Israelis expecting? Now, the country hasn't had a functioning government in the last four years. Netanyahu has been Israel's premier for a total of 15 years. He's made a dramatic comeback just last December. He's been in office for over three months now, but the country's political crisis is just getting worse. The centrist parties, remember, refuse to serve with Netanyahu. He's also facing serious allegations of corruption. Netanyahu was able to form a government, a coalition government, only by 
allying himself with the far-right religious parties of his nation. This is the most far-right-wing government that the state of Israel has seen. The people voted for it when they chose Netanyahu, but the decision has, of course, come back to bite them. The administration is hammering the democratic institutions. The legal system in the state of Israel is presently under threat. The Israelis have caught their prime minister's bluff. Hundreds and thousands of them are taking to the streets. The The protesters launched a day of resistance on Thursday. They flocked the streets of the ultra-Orthodox city of Bani Barak. They tried to erect a mock military recruit station. The demonstrations have also spread to different locations. The former Navy men tried to block the docking lanes at the Haifa port. Roads were blocked around the commercial Hube Tel Aviv. And our correspondent, Jody Cohen, in fact, has sent us this report from the ground about the situation that now prevails in the state of Israel. I'm standing in the heart of the Hashem interchange, the major thoroughfare in Tel Aviv, where protesters in coordination with the police have taken to the streets. Now behind me is a religious group that have come together to protest the thing about unity and for a brotherhood and for a compromise solution. Now this comes as Prime Minister Netanyahu has rejected President Herzog's proposed compromise framework. The opposition leaders have expressed some cautious approval for this framework as a basis for talks to criticise the government for so quickly dismissing it. You see, the people of Israel have a very powerful history of tradition. They fought hard to bring their country into existence, and it didn't happen easily. The first kibbutz community was in fact formed almost about a century ago. People operated under a premise that all income generated went into a common pool. They considered themselves to be part of a unit larger than their own families. And now, what Netanyahu is threatening to do is to break the democratic institutions as they exist in the country. He's calling them reforms, but these judicial changes will go a long way in effectively in breaking the back of the Israeli judiciary as it exists. The Israeli people view this as an attempt to trample on the pillars of democracy. The people are raising their voice. They're trying to push back against the judicial overhaul. But the question is, why didn't Netanyahu, the longest-serving prime minister of the state of Israel, see this coming? The extreme right and religious politicians are in the office, and with a lying and an extremely corrupt leader, what did the Israeli people, of course, expect to begin with? And the question is this, is there now a way out of this deadlock for the Israeli people? Because as things stand, there does not appear to be an easy solution unless Netanyahu is willing to listen to the voice of his people. But will he is the question.